Welcome to Road to Billions Podcast, the mentality of an entrepreneur. With your host, Moise Bertrand. Hey, what's up, everybody? It is your host, Moise Bertrand. Road to Billions Podcast, of course. I appreciate you guys for listening and tuned in, man. You know, I always tell you guys before, you know, on a podcast, subscribe, rate, and review. And I'll tell you guys that because someone's going to need this knowledge. Somebody may come across this podcast as very, you know, um, supplemental to them and helpful to them. So you never know who's going to run across this. So you guys just, just spread the word, man. Um, so I'm going to make this quick podcast. It's going to be a bonus episode for you guys. Um, is, a, is a housing market crash coming? So first and foremost, the biggest rule in real estate is you should never – try to, like, what's the word for it? I'm looking for the perfect phrase, and someone said it to me perfectly well the other day. I don't want to mess up the verbiage for it, but pretty much you don't want to time. You don't want to wait for the perfect timing, if that makes sense. Um, but they said it in such a way I had to stop, and I had to ask them to repeat it twice. So I was like, damn, I should have wrote it down. I'm going to do that next time. But, um, yeah, man, it's 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 really inevitable, you know. It's... 2009, we had the lowest interest rates, you know, 2.99%. And, you know, a lot of people, they back in, a lot of people, you got to think about it. Like back in the day also as well, people looked at real estate like, mm, it could be something that could crash. It could be something that I could lose my money in. So let me hold on on probably some extra more time to save money. What happens now is once rates go up, rates go up, people are afraid that a housing market is going to occur. But the way I look at it is either or time, time and appreciation is the most vital thing in real estate. But the most crucial thing that's keeping a lot of people winning, regardless of if a, as if a, if a housing crash occurs or not, is cash flow. <laughs> think about it, you guys. Like the tenants, they don't care about a housing crash. They're not looking to buy a property no time soon if that's not their goal. You know, if that's their if that's their goal, then you know it's 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 best for them to buy a house during the housing crash because prices will go down lower. You know, supply and demand. You know, just a lot easier. You feel me? But as a landlord, you may want to refinance out of your house real soon, and now you have negative equity because what was worth a hundred thousand is now worth let's just say seventy five thousand. You know, twenty five percent down, it's down, and you're like, bro. This can't be real. Like, this can't be real. So, you down already 25 grand in equity, right? So, you're already telling yourself, I already have no equity in this house, so I just got to rely on this cash flow. So, the cash flow is pretty much paying off still the $100,000 loan, unfortunately, but you still are receiving the same amount of cash flow. And the following year, let's say the market doesn't recover fully, right? Let's just say the marking, the housing crash, Let's just say, hypothetically speaking, people say it lasts two, three years. Boom. Okay, cool. It lasts for that long. Some people say it could last longer. But typically, real estate fluctuates and goes back up like every five years. So every five years, people could tell you this in real estate. There's a rule of thumb is most investors, they hold properties for five years and they sell it. You know, And a lot of people are not going to tell you this, but when you sell property... Um, you pretty much have to pay taxes on it, right? But what these great investors do is after five years, 
they took, they milked all of the taxes out of the house and they could still take this basis out this house and take it to another property if they sell it because they still have basis is something is is totally something different guys with taxes but you know when it comes down to the property itself it holds value so that's why a lot of people look at real estate like damn man what if a housing crash and what if a housing market crash because what was worth seven hundred fifty thousand dollars and i just put three hundred thousand dollars when it's supposed to be worth 1.5 and it's only worth 800 i'm down like, I just made no money. And if anything, now I owe money because you never know how people could probably play out their house. You know, some people look at their house like a big, the biggest asset next to their account. You should because that's an asset that's forever around. But that's the asset you got to be able to keep up with. You have to be able to keep. So pretty much what people was really afraid of is they're growing, they're buying houses into these really expensive neighborhoods. And a lot of these neighborhoods are causing... Housing, housing market crash because people are getting better jobs, working from home, traveling, moving to new cities, and people are becoming new residents of different places. So people are buying up, families are getting bigger and stuff like that, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, a lot of people are looking to buy houses. So when comps in the area are saying this house is worth eight hundred thousand, but the housing market crash now this house that was worth eight hundred thousand is now worth five hundred, and you were looking probably to sell this house in the next two three years. That house that's worth eight hundred thousand, that was worth eight hundred thousand, it may not hit eight hundred thousand in three years. It may do that in three and a half years. It may go back up seven hundred ninety five, seven hundred, seven eighty in four years, and then on the fifth year, it probably go eight fifty nine hundred. Boom, you know, it probably go like that. But it's like the stock market, you guys. But the stock market fluctuates per month, per day, per hour, per minute. You know, real estate. The minute Feds tell you. In a few months, we're going to raise this interest rate another half point. Now, what was that? 5.25 interest rates is going to be at like 5.7, 5.8, you know, 6, 6.2, 6.5, 6.8. It's going to be crazy interest rates because people are now, what they're trying to do is, since inflation took over, right, what they're doing is they're trying to balance out all areas, all sectors. And real estate was one of the most things, where is, is real estate is one of those things like you don't they don't want people to over leverage. They don't want people to have too much. And what's going to happen is, is lot, they was giving out free money, you know, 2009 and during COVID, free money was going out and interest rates were at an all-time low. So when they printed so much, they're like, oh, shit, we got to get this money back some way, somehow. So that's why the interest rates started kicking in. So people might be like, well, interest rates is not going to affect me. Yes, it will. Because if you have, like, say, a $900 mortgage, your interest rate now I'm not going to give you guys some numbers because I don't have the calculator in front of me, but, you know, you getting a loan, you have to expect your principal balance and your mortgage payment to go up as well. Your insurance may go up, you know. You never know what this right here could just cause. It could cause so many problems and dilemmas for people. But one of the best things about real estate is that if you have tenants, your cash flowing regardless. You may not be able to pull out equity, and you won't be able to. Because if you're a negative equity, of course, but you have tenants, you know, it kind of sucks. You know, it's, you want to wait two, three years to go ahead and pull some money out, but now you can't do it. You have to think about why wait. The minute you grab a house, you should be you should be here and trying to like fix it up, rehab it, pull the equity out. Shit, I don't got no money in the house no more. Fuck it. <laughs> I took my 30, 20, 50, 40, 60 bands out of the house. Like, fuck it, I don't got no money back in this house. So at this point, I'm just getting free money, and I'm just going to take this money and take more and buy more investment properties. 
So that's the whole fact of the matter is like if you could beat if you could beat yourself at what you would typically take time with, like if you're a rehabber, you're a fix and flipper, and that's why this this economy is mostly affecting fix and fit fix and flippers and rehabbers and some investors because everybody's strategy is different. Like I don't typically fix and flip. I like long term. I like longevity. I like I like talking about that word long term because I'm gonna tell you guys some real shit. It feels better just waking up in the morning and Section 8 is paying your mortgage, you know, and they're paying for the tenant, you know, like, so you're getting your life taken care of. You're like, thank you for paying my mortgage and thank you for paying for the tenant. Thank you. Come again. (laughs) But it's also a risk to that, you know, something breaks. Like I just had to fix, um, man, I just, I just spewed out some cash, man. I just, I just been back to back spewing out cash, you know, just repairs and stuff on houses, like things that happen over time. It's not things that you always got to think, but I got to repair something. But you do want to make sure like you do have, um, an open mind when it comes to purchasing properties. But the fact that it matters, like this housing market crash is not something to be afraid of you guys. Like if you're an investor, if you're a real estate, um, agent, you know, someone in the real estate game, don't be afraid. Like you can make money in any market upside down, you know, going great, going bad. Like, is this like the stocks? You can make money losing. You can make money um, on the, on the stocks decreasing, you know. You could call some puts if you're doing some options, you know, if you guys know about puts and options. Or you could do some covered calls and calls if you're doing um, some regular calls. So, um, you know, it's easier said than done, you know, and I just want you guys to really do your research and really continue to listen. Um, but it is... It is a couple things that you do want to research in real estate before you hop in there. And even though you may have some mentors and you may have people who's going to be able to take you to the next level, it's always imperative to be self-knowledgeable. It's always imperative to just be your best teacher because the best teacher is experience. So experience comes from self-work, self like self like self-experimentation. So you have to be able to take what information you're being given and you have to hold on to that information. You has you have to transmute it into a bigger project into your reality. If someone could teach you all day about get money, I could teach you how to get money a thousand ways. Somebody else could come on this podcast teach you how to get money a million ways. It's not going to help you out if you're not using the information. You know, somebody told me about real estate one time. It didn't take it didn't take much for me to follow up. It didn't take much. Because I went ahead and I said, I'm going to do this shit regardless. <laughs> like, with anybody or anybody's help, you have to have that mindset. Like, I'm going to work this out. I'm going to figure this out. And the housing mar- market crash is just going to test out who just want to stay in the market the longest. Like, if you want to stay in the long, if you want to stay in the market, you're just going to have to just keep up. You know, you're going to have to stay in the game. You know, you can't give up. You got to be able to work hard. You got to be able to work with others. You got to be able to, like, see things for what it is in the future than what it is now. Because a lot of people, what they don't have, a, what they have a problem with is accepting things for the future. They don't want to accept things for the future. They want to accept things for the present. So, you know, like I always tell you guys, like keep chasing your dreams, man. Like the housing market crash. You know, to be honest, I listen to the great gurus. You know, I'm always listening to people who are doing real estate, who are actively on the field. And you know, everything. Everybody who's a great investor, you know, they say the same thing. Like, you make money in any market. Like if Anybody make money in any market if you're a great investor. Like, 
housing houses are going for higher prices, you fix and flip. Houses about to might crash, you hold on long term, you still collect the cash flow. You know it's simple. It may not sound it may sound simple, but you have to really understand like what you really want to do. So if you really want to be someone who just create generational wealth, I would say long term um rental is good for you because you could pass that down. You know, 100% could pass that down. Um fix and flips you could pass down money, but you want something your kids could be like, man, I don't, I don't, you know, I'd rather just get paid from 30 properties a month and I'm straight. You know, your kid could say that and have a life that you didn't have. And that's the life you want to have for your kid um, and create. So, like I said, you guys, keep doing your research. Bigger Pockets is what I listen to. Um, Grant Corndon, shout out to Big Him. You know, I continue to read books and I continue to look at um list things and I continue to look at bank rates and I continue to look at mortgage rates and I continue to see work on deals. So you guys feel free to always hit my DM, man. I'm always talking on here. I'm I'm doing pretty good with the streams, you guys. I'm doing pretty good. Um you know it's always crazy when I always want to go ahead and post a little bit. But I'm working on some things right now. I can't even post. So once you guys see me post again, you know I rolled the billions and on my regular page, then you guys know whatever I'm I'm posting about. It's taken care of. Well, I'm not going to be posting about it. I may, I may not, you know, I may, I may, you know, I never know. But, you know, I just want you guys to keep working hard and keep, keep all your, all your faith in God, you know, to be honest, because I always tell people I wouldn't get this far if it wasn't for God. So, like I said, I'm just 24, man. It's not easy being an entrepreneur, but it is fucking worth it, you know, because I'm seeing things for what it is. And I'm always working harder than what my dreams tell me. So, I appreciate you guys for listening to Roll the Business Podcast. It's been an amazing journey. And I ask you guys once again, share, rate, and review this podcast with others. I appreciate you guys and have a good rest of the day.